up, friend, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. Today, I'm bringing you part two of my interview with Noelle Mandolfo. We are talking about sensuality with yourself, with your partner. We're talking about sexual communication and how to start that conversation. Um, This week, we dive into, yeah, starting that conversation for the first time if you never have before. We're talking about orgasm and why you should never fake one, ladies, (laughs) We talk about becoming the observer or the student of your partner's pleasure. We talking, we're talking about becoming the turn-on and becoming your partner's fantasy. Uh, we, we just, we go there. We, women, we're talking about why it is so hard for women to even connect with their desire often and what to do about that. So stay tuned to the end. Uh, There's lots in here. And also, I just want to give the same disclaimer as last time, which is, you know, this episode gets raunchy. So if just be mindful, if you have kids in the room or anything like that, you might want to pause this and listen to it on your own later. But otherwise, thank you so much for being here. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get to it. And like, I think this is another question that we can go into that the listeners asked is like, okay, cool. We have to communicate, but how do I do it without it being awkward as shit? Exactly. Okay. So this is so juicy. I have two things. So I actually, I want to, we're going to come right back to this because I want to go into, okay, because literally how do you say, actually, maybe can I have a little faster? Can you move to the left? Yeah. I get it sounds so easy when me and I'll talk about it because we've been doing this for years and you guys are probably like, a lot of you are probably like, well, we've never talked during right, sex. We've never said a word. Yeah. So how do I even do that? True. So we're going to come right back to that. But I just actually want to go back to those folks I was um, speaking for maybe 30 minutes ago. And it's so it's you guys, if you're in a relationship, let's say, you know, as Noel shared, of course, if if you're getting new into a relationship, it's best to bring these things up right away. But let's say you're out there and you're like, well, that's great. I've been in a relationship for five years. We've never had communication. Um, how do you guys start the conversation? So I want to touch on... You know, a lot of what Noelle and I are talking about is conversation in the midst of an act in bed. But what about even for those people who are like, it's so uncomfortable. You can start this conversation outside the bedroom, right? That is literally what I just wrote oh, down shut in the my fuck notes up. to myself. <laughs> was what I wanted to share is, so with this partner that I'm seeing now, I literally asked, would you prefer when we're communicating about sex for it to be when we're not having sex? Or before. Wow. <laughs> wow, you just asked him. Like, would it be... I, I, and this is why. And I'll just full disclosure here. Is because I low-key have trauma around sexual dissatisfaction with my partners due yeah. to their insecurities or whatever. I'm such a sexual being that... And I'm also a compassionate being. So I will tend to lose my sexuality with a partner that's more insecure. You'll, like, bury it a little exactly. bit to tend I'll to bury them. it to, yeah. like, make... To, I don't know. Yeah. And to I realized... That that is suffocating Noelle. Yes. That's not honoring myself. And I yeah. told myself I would never do that again. Okay. That's a boundary now for me. That I will not allow yeah. myself to... Basically, because I was telling myself, Noelle, don't be shallow. You love this person all these other ways. Mm. And it's okay that this is happening. Yeah. And then I realized when the relationship ended, 
Noel, you literally weren't yourself for mm. this amount of months or years because you were catering to their insecurities yes. and you weren't allowing your full Burying expression. you need exactly. and express under the rug to because make them feel okay. Feel okay, yeah. Yep. And I told myself, never again, Noel. Mm. This is a part of you that is huge. Dude. And it you just have to so honor that. And so I was like, okay, so moving forward with a partner who I just want to be real, like has just generally some less experience than me. And I could feel like, yeah, there might be conversations that need to be had around this. But I, you know, love, respect, and honor them enough to have those conversations. And I want to have good sex. And I don't want to just eliminate, Mm. you know, not having good, you know, just fun sex because maybe they're less experienced or maybe they have fears right. or something like that. You don't want to settle, cut them off. quote, unquote. Yeah, I don't like want to. Like you did in the past for something that I don't doesn't settle, really fill your needs. And I don't want to basically tell the story and put out into the universe that they can't settle. Um, so then I pretty much, you know, like I said, like I shared just a moment ago, would it? what would make you feel more comfortable? Having sex and when, like, a need isn't met saying, hey... Can you, you know, like... Slow down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, can you do this for me or whatever? Yep. Would that make you feel challenged so much so that it might interfere with our sexual flow? Right. And to have him actually feel that out inside of his body. Yeah. Or would it be better for us to do, like, right now, like, just talk it out and, like, I'll let you know. And, um... Yeah. So in that moment, since we were already having a discussion, we were able to just disclose mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um... It opened up the comfortability for us to to be communicative during sex as well. Okay. So like, yes, I love know. that you asked him what he preferred. First of all, I just think that's so profound because what works for you might not work for your partner, right? right? Like what what's comfortable for you. I'm personally the type that's like, let's just talk about it while it's happening because yeah. I will be very specific. Warren and I have worked hard to create this very open communicative flow where it's literally like, ooh. Yeah, okay, I like that. Wait, hold on. Can you touch yourself? Okay. Ooh, now can you touch me? Ooh, okay. Can you go a little harder? You know, and just right at the butt. So that's what I prefer. But I love how you approached your partner with, like, what works for you. And so I just want to say to those people out there, too, if the thought of communicating during sex is, like, you're turning off this podcast right now because that seems so fucking impossible. (laughs) You don't even – you're like, Nikki, you're not even on my level. (laughs) It's okay. You can open up this conversation. Have your first conversation over lunch, over dinner. You know, just yeah. um, breach it and 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 just get it. You know, I think about like, okay, if you haven't talked about this, you've been together five years, it's, it's going to be super uncomfortable. So just, hey, can just own, hey, this is really uncomfortable for me and yeah. I know I really want to talk about it. Are you yeah. prepared to have a conversation? And then just put it out there like... I want to talk about sex. I want to please you. Yeah. I, you, you know, that's I, where it comes down to is yes. just getting down to the fact that like, I'm trying to pleasure you. Right. I want to. Mm. And then, and just say like some, so question. And like we said, I am the way that I am. So I'm a little brash. But yeah. like, Hey, what kind of porn do you like? Yeah. That's what I like to say. Like, well, so what kind of porn do you normally watch? And just, or if you do it all, you know, like what gets you fucking turned right. on? I want to know. Like, this is something yes. I ask my partner way in the beginning like so you said maybe you have it over lunch maybe you have this conversation over whatever i might suggest when you're sitting somewhere with your partner and you have one of those little moments where they're like hugging you and they're 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 you know their mouth is right up in your ear and you guys are like gig- like have like this little sensual yeah. moment right there is a sexy moment that isn't sex where you can be like have this conversation mm. because you're feeling sexy but you're also clothed and you're safe and you're right. surrendered and you can just go like Baby, yes. Like, yes. what I was thinking about is, I really want to know what porn you watch. Like, right. Or before even... I came along, like, what did you yeah. used to masturbate to? Mm-hmm. And they might feel a little like, whoa, what the heck? But they'll feel yeah. safe now. Oh, someone right. just opened up this question that because I've never been asked. Because you're not shaming them. No. See, because what a huge difference in what you just said. You're saying, hey, what kind of porn do you watch? And you're fucking curious and you want to know because you want to create pleasure. Right. Whereas then there's the dynamic of so many relationships where it's, oh, you watch fucking porn a day? Right, yeah. Oh, well, don't ask me for sex for a month. Yeah. Because, you know, that kind of, and not to make any of you wrong out there if that's you, because you've probably had plenty of societal messages and conditioning that taught you that porn is bad or wrong or whatever it is, or it feels like a threat to you because of your own trauma. Mm -hmm. And when you remain open... That creates safety. Yeah. Because, like, you got to think, if, if if you have, if I have desires and fantasies, 
and I feel, and I don't even barely tell you about them and I feel judged already, I'm not going to feel open to tell you anything else. Yeah. Which means I'm going to take my fantasies and desires and put them in the box labeled wrong and bad and bury them in the attic with the rest of the storage and then that'll work for a little while until eventually, like, we're sexual beings and that shit's going to come out one way or the other, right? Yeah, totally. And it could cause just, like, honestly a rift between you and, like, honestly failure of even relationship altogether. Right. Could could lead to infidelity. Could just lead to, like, a dead, the dead Dead marriage. How many of you guys out there have dead marriages? I talk to you all the time. What about masturbation witnessed by your partner as, like, foreplay? Like, not with the goal of finishing, but just to, like... So... There's this other element, like, um, of this invitation element of having your partner see you in a sensual way that doesn't include them. Like, how Mm. many people get turned on when they're watching a movie and there's a sex scene? Me. You know what I'm saying? Fifty Shades of Grey, girl. Don't even need to be a movie. (laughs) Read a sexy novel and I'm like, ooh. You know, if you were to watch a film and there was a scene with a girl who was masturbating, you're going to feel tingly tingly in your pants yep what regardless of your gender it's mm-hmm. just like a hot scene so what if you were that hot scene and mm. like your partner came home at 6 30 and at 6 29 you made sure to be on your bed dressed in something sen- <sighs> sensual with some candles on and your legs were a little bit spread and when they walked through the door you were like hey baby oh my god i'm uh, so turned on right now. <laughs> you're like i'm so up for you and uh come on in to this room you know, uh-huh. just inviting just them. Inviting You're not them. telling them to fuck you. You're not telling them. I was gonna say this is it. This could not even lead to sex. No. This could just be an experience you want to share. Like, and, yeah, and, like they might not even have had the opportunity to watch someone in the flesh. Like, right. in, like maybe they have watched porn or something like that. But here you are inviting them a real person with who's desiring them coming back to the feeling of wanting to be desired. Mm. So here you are. You're already like this delicious scene and you're desiring them how can you not feel sexual invitation and yumminess so like maybe you don't maybe you're like i said this this came up when you were talking about long-term relationship maybe there isn't this this spark but if you're at home and you're you're trying to maybe create some spark Mm -hmm. you know remember i I shared with you a beginning of the podcast of how i was trying all these funny little activities to try to get connected with my partner and just didn't work right but like here you are putting yourself on like your 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 own display and your surrender Mm. and your sexy and your sensual and you're saying like hey come in here and feel me you don't even have to touch me feel my vibe feel my energy feel the energy that i put into this room Mm. right here just feel it and then have them sit in a chair and look at you right and observe watch because there's another thing that guys enjoy or both both sexes honestly is how does my partner touch themselves when I'm not in the room? Right. Because I know both both men and women have particular ways to touch themselves that get them off faster or mm-hmm. it feels, feels like the best to them. Right. And maybe they feel awkward saying, I like my dick stroked like this. Mm-hmm. I want you to pull the skin down all the way down to the base and then I want you to get it super wet yep. and I want you to stroke all the way up and down and mm-hmm. then once you hit the head, I want you to go slower. All these things that they can't share with you for whatever right. reason. Right, they don't have the words. They, they don't, don't even have how. the words, right. yeah. They don't even know that they have a, a system. Yep. But now you're invited to watch. So you can almost take observer. the observer role. You're basically oh. a student. You're a student. Oh, that is sexy. You literally get to watch how they please themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and take, take notes. notes. <laughs> no shit. And be like, wow. Because you might be with a partner who... Who, when he's at and when he's home alone, he likes to stroke his cock super fast and hard. So that that's for him, and yeah. you you want to please him like that. But you might have another partner who he strokes his cock slow and like a particular way, just yes. the head or something like that. And how are you like? You can't just assume that each person wants to be pleased a particular way. Right. Right. So by observing and being invited mm. to observe, you're like, oh, I see you. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. And the same with reverse. Like, he gets to watch and see, okay, I like this, um, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know? And you get to learn about your partner not from asking them to, like, recount, mm-hmm. like I said, while you're at lunch and, like, hey, tell me what you like. But you get to actually witness, witness them and not just them telling you what they – think they like or what they think you think they should like but what's actually like you're watching them like moan and lose themselves and you're like okay 
Whoa. That's what actually turns them on. And like, do you think that after like 15, 20 minutes of watching your partner like that, that you're just going to be like, that was nice, and then leave the room and girl, go Girl, 15, 20 minutes, try five minutes, yeah. i be jumping all over you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, sounds so sexy. It's so sensual. And then mm. like, next thing you know, you're just having like the best sex ever. And like, it's so yummy. And yes. And it came from a place of we both want each other to experience mm-hmm. pleasure because I just watched you for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, so it comes from this place of like, wow, now, like you said, best sex ever. I feel like often that comes when it's like, I'm in it for my pleasure and your pleasure and vice versa. And yeah. so we're in this together and yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Team effort. Just like, you know, I think I want to touch on one more piece that just feels so big. I have to touch on it. And then, um, just a couple listener questions and then we will, um, kind of close here. So I want to go into the idea and this is going to be more for my lady listeners out there, but I just want to talk about women in general feeling not only out of touch with their desire, but like it's just not even on their radar because I think a lot of women in the bedroom specifically tend to focus on the male and the male pleasure. And, you know, the way we have sex, it it ends when the male comes to completion, when the male ejaculates. And so that's constantly an area. Are you close? Are you done? Um, a lot of focus on male pleasure. So I just want to have you and me kind of go into women their pleasure. Why is it so hard for women to get in touch with their pleasure? Why are we always focusing on the men? And then how we can start to rewrite that narrative a little bit. Totally. I mean, just with you sharing that, I feel almost triggered because we live in a society where movies, books, everything shows the man ejaculating and then the sex is done. Yep. Is the woman even confirmed that she has uh, orgasmed? Most of the time, women don't even reach orgasm or they fake it. Who the fuck made up faking mm. orgasms? I want to know because you're fired. <laughs> Who the fuck did that? I, I hope everyone stands up in their femininity by never faking an orgasm. Let's sisters Stand put your together. right hand up and say after me, I, I will never fake an orgasm. orgasm. Okay? Yes. No, this is real for me because yes. I something that I took on exactly what you're expressing right now this topic i was sharing with nikki that i in college you know how we are like as women like we are put in the role as um like you're the pleasurer and the male is for some reason i'm not exactly sure how this happened besides like cultural norm and like expectation but like you find yourself that you're pleasuring the male and it's just less of a yeah, emphasis on whether or not you were satisfied and we just allow that for whatever reason mm-hmm. and there was a time in my life I remember the exact moment that I was with a wonderful man and he was great in so many ways I was super attracted to him and he gave me a massage and it led to oral sex first me then him yep. and it was later in the night and basically he was like had work early in the morning and he wanted to cuddle but I'm over here super aroused and basically just really wanting to have sex Mm -hmm. and I felt in my head I was hearing well I guess it's time to cuddle and go to bed like all droopy and kind of like like am I my I guess my needs aren't gonna get met and something hit me of just like wait why why is that the case? If this man wanted to have sex with me, we'd be having sex. But because he wants to just cuddle, I guess we're just supposed to cuddle. But I'm over here just so ready and open and willing and yes. craving this sexuality. And I just, for something changed it in me and something shifted. And I said, I just looked at him and said, actually, I'm really trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we did and we had great sex. And whatever happened in that moment, I realized I... I'm sovereign in my sexuality. Yep. I'm the queen of my pleasure. And if that, if I didn't want to cuddle, I could have just left or I could have done what I did, which was tell him, actually, I do want to have sex and see if he was open to that. And I just realized, why are we always catering to the man's needs? Yes. Why are we catering yes. to whatever the fuck they want? It's an interesting dynamic that mm-hmm. I think needs to be broken for sure and mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had experiences like this as I well. I have and I can just feel the women relating to that moment where like like you said like oh okay he doesn't want to or oh he does want to yeah, and I don't I really want, want to. to Yeah. and just without even thinking about like why yeah. am I doing this? Why am I meeting him? Do I really want to? Yeah. Am I up for this? Just instantly without thought 
conforming over to whatever he's down for. And I just... Like, surrendering in a different way. Like, giving your power away. Right. Handing away your power, your choice, your pleasure, your freedom. And so, it's like... It's a... It's an epidemic, in a way. It is. And and the fact that it, it, for so many women out there, this happens without us even thinking about it. Yeah, true. It just is. Like, of course, we're just going to do what he wants to do. So, I think this is huge, and we had to talk about this in the context of women Men, I feel you out there. I know you have your challenges too. And this is a thing for women. Mm-hmm. And as you and I talked about before we hit record, this goes back to societal messages right. for years and years and years. And again, why sex ends when the man ejaculates. The man gets his pleasure and now we're done, yeah. you know, traditionally. Right. And so Basically, girls, if your man comes and you didn't and he's not trying to fucking get you off right afterwards... <laughs> cancel on that guy like he is not on your level girl like really if a guy is just so self-absorbed in his own pleasure to even consider that you might not have come like is that really what you're looking for right and I will say this is a very taboo topic in itself women's pleasure so in uh, me being of course a relationship coach I'm like you might not necessarily have to kick him to the curb like, <laughs> totally. this could, he might just need to understand like because yeah. men too were taught like in that, we yeah. all learned from the same movies exactly. and the same books men too also learned okay I came, I came it's over. so it's over exactly yeah. so it might be on you ladies to open up that conversation and you know now your man just came he's getting ready to roll over and you said you know what I'm I'm actually I'm not done like my jellies are still tingling and I still want to experience some stuff are you down to keep pleasuring me that is a good because I also like I said I'm very outspoken I've definitely (laughs) fucked this up before by saying like yeah well like you know I'm glad you came so what's up with me though like are you just gonna like it's all about you yeah exactly like get too 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 assertive with it um but there's ways to be sexy about it of like Mm, that was delicious like can you go again because Mm. I am like super turned on and I literally just want like to come all over you right or like oh my god watching you ejaculate that was just so sexy now I want to ejaculate are you down to keep pleasuring me yeah like Like, we don't have to have sex again I know there's a refractory period and I'm not trying to pressure you into that but um can you rub my my clitoris for a second or whatever whatever it is for you but just just simply you sharing that you would maybe be interested in a little bit more pleasure yep. is doing a lot, ladies. Like, it mm. is just, it's like you taking your power and you sharing with someone. Because just like Nikki said, they might not even be aware. Right. They might not might be aware. think about that. You know? So yep. that's just something to really take back in our power of you are just as sexual as they are. And they, and you both deserve beautiful, reciprocal, sensual surrender. And so just the, the, the number one thing you can do is start to create the norm of, hey, you know, can we, like, just opening it up by being real with the person and just sharing, hey, you know, mm, can you touch me like this a little bit longer? Yes. That's it. I've had a big lesson this recently. Even, like, okay, I'm sure some of you can relate to basically lying there <sighs> and being jackhammered into and just not oh. being connected and not having yeah. pleasure, right? And so... In years past, I've had plenty of those experiences. Yeah. Now I've stepped much more into my communication and sexuality. And so now, even during sex, and Warren's now more attuned to me, so I don't even have to say it sometimes now, but it's like, okay, we're going, like, I'll enjoy, like, the rough hammering sometimes. Like, I'll enjoy, I like phases in sex. So I'm like, fuck yeah, like, we're banging. And then I'm like, ooh, can we slow down now? And so now it's evolved with a lot of practice between me and my partner, where now during sex I can say, Ooh, I'm getting super turned on. If you actually change the angle to this and slow down a little bit, I think I might come. Like, yeah, uh, you know, and like just totally. being so. And then he, and then he's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna come!" Like that excites yeah. him. Like we talked about earlier, the man is always looking at the woman in the mirror, right? right? And so, yeah, for him, exactly. I share that with him. And he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'll slow down." Like, yeah. I want you to come. I want you to, I want you to squirt. I want to come like, at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So I really think what I want to kind of leave you with on this point women and this could be a whole other episode in itself and maybe we'll maybe I'll will be with Noel one day again um (laughs) is your pleasure is valid it's important it's worthy and it's it's up to you to start that conversation as hard as that feels whether that be within the context of the bedroom or outside the bedroom and saying you know what babe this is really hard because we've been together 10 years but I actually want to focus more on my pleasure when we have sex and like yeah. I want to squirt like yeah you know you always come I yeah. I, I want to make the bed wet like yeah. can, could we 
are you open to talking about that yeah. and exploring that together and opening that conversation? Something that just came up for me really fast is just, <laughs> like, we were talking about, like, the men conditioning and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so a lot, oftentimes, more than not, actually, you'll have a partner, maybe the male, come without expressing that he's even coming or yeah. that he's about to just right. because they that's not maybe like an open discussion or whatever yeah and that's often when the woman is feeling left unmet because the guy just comes and yeah. he maybe he's even shy or embarrassed that he's about to maybe it was quick whatever the reasoning right they don't express oh i'm about to come and then you're left going like well what the fuck just happened like am i your receptacle like totally. what is this so here's here's something that i like to share is um, maybe that might happen the first time or something like that. And for me, I go, oh, no, like, did you come? Because I really want to watch your face when you come. And I really want to know when you're coming because mm-hmm. that's super sexy for me. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like, I'm not even lying. Yeah. Like, I just really love to know, like, that's a powerful moment when totally. you're exchanging literal energy. Exactly. Energy, yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, like oh, you came, like, next time, please tell me. Like, I would love to watch. To witness. Yeah, like, yes. I want to be present when you come. Like, I really want to. Mm. Because then, here's, the here's like, what comes with that is when I know you're close, it gets me, just like you said, like, you know, with the male. Yes. I'm like, oh, fuck. This. I, oh, ooh, yes. you are? Mm. First of all, mm. it gives me more power because, for me, if my partner's about to come and they express it to me, I will literally sometimes push them out. <laughs> I will take them out and I'll go, ooh, take a breath. Mm. Take a breath. Let's take a moment because Mm -hmm. I still want to have sex. Yes. And I still want to have the experience with you. And then they do. And we take a couple moments. Maybe I'll just like grab their hair or like massage their back and like, or like bite their nipple or something. And then then I'm like, okay, come back. And now we're edging, right? We're edging. Now we're having sex again. And like, so now, now that they know I want them to tell me when they're, they're about to come. So then they might go oh, I'm close, you know? And then I'm like, ooh, you know what will get me close is if you do this. Right. Okay, hold on. Let's switch positions. Touch me right here. Mm, go faster. No, 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 it's wait. It's almost like trying to get yeah, there together. exactly. Mm. It's a goal, right? So it's like, ooh, mm. okay, wait. Hold on. Breathe with me. You could take some breaths together like Tantra style, you know? Yep. I like those type of studies. So hold on. Mm, let's breathe together. Let's do some eye gazing real fast. Let's take a moment. Mm, let me really look into you. Ooh, you like that, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now come back to me. Come back to me. <sighs> yes. Now we're building it up, you know? And and so now you have this, like, building momentum, and hopefully you do get to that moment where you're coming together. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, like, the goal, you know, because it's a mutual satisfaction. It's a mutual pleasure. And you're both just, like, yes. afterwards, you're both just, like, a puddle on the bed. And you're just, like, holy fuck, I can go to sleep now and not wake up till tomorrow. Mm. Like, mm, yummy. I just have to let all you listeners know what it's like looking into Noelle's eyes as we talk about this right now. I'm I'm straight up like I should have worn underwear today. <laughs> so um goddamn and um one thing I really want to highlight um we are winding down and so first of all I just want to say everyone this is I'm calling this officially part one because I already <laughs> there are so many things we didn't even get to talk about right. on our list so there's definitely going to be topic. a part two it's such a juicy topic and it's so relevant um but what I want to say is kind of been a theme through this whole discussion and Noel really just demonstrated it beautifully is like when you're discussing sex it is a very um it can be a very sensitive subject for a lot of people and so Notice our communication. It's like, oh, did you just come? Next time I want to look in your eyes. It's what I feel is curiosity, mm-hmm. compassion, mm-hmm. softness, mm-hmm. but also like um, bringing yourself expressiveness mm-hmm. versus, you know, wait, did you just come? What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not Pavlov, even... again. Yes, again. Pavlov, but in a negative way. Right. Every now time I'm... you come, I'm pissed. Every time you come, I'm unsatisfied. Yep. Every time you come, X, Y, Z. You don't want to come with me anymore. You don't want to train the person like that. Exactly. You don't want to condition people to feel negative when they're supposed to feel pleasure and safety. So what I really, a huge takeaway from this whole conversation feels like notice the tone of your language when you're approaching this subject. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe in a moment you're unsatisfied, but you can choose certain language that will ultimately help your sex life in the long run, which is being open, being compassionate. Being inviting. She uses a lot of inviting language. Hey, Mm. I want to know this about you. Curiosity. Mm. And so I just think that's so big because like Noelta said, Pavlov 
if you condition your partner and get pissed at the end of sex every time, eventually it's like they associate sex with you as feeling bad, bad feeling yeah. shameful. I don't even want to go there. Exactly. They're not going to want to do it with yep. you at all, mm-hmm. which I've totally. been there basically yeah. is why I'm showing it. I, right. I've been so disheveled in sex that I get, you know, resentful and I'm like, do it like this. You can't even satisfy me. Blah, yep. blah, blah. I mean, this is years ago me, yep. but I've learned from that and it sucks. And I've, I've had those partners even come to me and say like, you made me feel like this and yep. that made me, you know, that's Shut why we didn't her. have good sex. And like, yeah. whoa, that was powerful and upsetting to hear, you know, <sighs> totally. hard to hear. And it's like, shit, here I am thinking that you're wronging me and in the same way I'm wronging you. And like, yep. it all comes down to how can we practice communication with ahimsa, which is non-harming. And that's just like, I, I also teach yoga and that's just one of the limbs of yoga. And it's just like, can I express my needs and boundaries without harming another person. Mm. Like if we all, if we can uh, express our needs and boundaries, but the whole time we're harming others, like what are we really doing? You know. Right. Yes. So. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Shake that up. Yes, I feel a shaking <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Cool. because I love you guys and I asked you for questions, I'm yes. going to keep Noel for like just a few more minutes. Yep. We're going to do two listener questions that I didn't get to yet, yeah. laser style. So cool. I'm going to shoot these at you and it's going to be like advice from Noel section. She's going to give you listeners just like the two minute advice to each of these questions and then we will close out. So um, first question I want to ask is what, in your opinion, what do you think is happening either unconsciously or underneath the surface with a couple who has extremely fluent, great sex life, feels very open and communicative in the bedroom, however, trying to convey their needs and desires outside the bedroom actually causes more trouble. So right away with that, I just feel, um, so it seems as if this, this questioner is confident in the bedroom and they feel just... They probably just have a lot of flow there and that's mm-hmm. something that just goes really well for them and whatever it is is the case that they feel like uh, maybe experience or or maybe they're just beautiful and sexy and they have a bunch of like validity in that section yeah well what, what comes up for me is that if it's not ex- coming through and expressing that same way in relationship I honestly feel as if I m- maybe I might inquire is is there trauma around relationship communication at all because for me it just feels as if um, if you're having that mm, yummy like sexual connection but then when it comes to expressing your needs and getting those met in relationship and partnership it feels to me like is that even a true partnership that you're trying to maintain outside mm-hmm. of a bedroom at all is this partnership someone that you're having like quote fuck buddy is this which isn't wrong i'm not right that's pop i i am an advocate for fuck buddies yeah that is just you know that's just another way to distinguish connect. exactly yeah. um but when you're saying like outside of the bedroom none of my needs are met we can't communicate things like that things are falling short it makes me wonder is there trauma for you around um relationship communication in general right like not sexual but just relationship yeah. because you got it going on in the bedroom yeah. so what I might suggest is maybe and see see um, if this works for you holding off the prize the offering the gift you're you're saying like you, when you have sex it's fire it's mm-hmm. wonderful it's a wonderful experience yeah so maybe like can we redirect you already know that's that's tr- trophy winning shit over here. Yep. <laughs> Can you now, you know, create and harvest connection outside of the bedroom first and foremost yes. by, you know, zooming in on is this partner someone who honors me and respects mm-hmm. me enough to meet my needs with communication? Do we even have a flow outside of the bedroom? Right. And ask so yourself focusing that on that first, first before you give yeah. away the trophy. Exactly. And I mean, maybe that sounds like simple or whatever, but we all have our sexual needs and desires and maybe it's like, yeah, well, I just really wanted to have sex and it ended up being great and we, you know, and outside the bedroom, it really wasn't. That's cool. And yeah. maybe what I'm saying is that's your fuck buddy. Right. Know what it is. Yeah. But if you're trying to reverse it and go, we're having great sex, but we're not connected otherwise. And I'm really trying to now force that. Yeah. I'm just suggesting that. Maybe, maybe start that, there. Yeah, maybe that just wasn't there in the beginning. And right. you need to know that this is more like a fuck buddy type of vibe. And instead, yeah, exactly. If you're trying to have both, 
with a person yeah to start with hmm does this person meet my needs in these ways especially yeah. with communication and all all these other things where I feel safe do I yes. feel comfortable do I feel like my needs are getting met and if that's the case it's like cool now let me now. open the door to my bedroom <laughs> my trophy case yeah <laughs> and let me show you what I really got going on yes um but like I would also love to readdress this in another episode if that wasn't exactly the question. Okay. You know? Yeah. And and see like if we can go dive deeper because um, maybe maybe in the bedroom maybe this person is in like a relationship where in the bedroom totally flowing communication totally flowing intimacy right, right. but outside of it for some reason there's friction and again I can't help but suggest. Is there trauma for you or the other person? Around just straight around, communication around and communication, relationship. Around yep. around relationship, around yep. some sort of insecurity for one or the other. Totally. There's got to be, honestly. Right. That's kind, I kind of feel the same. Some, whether it be big or small, as we know, trauma yeah. can be that a lot of, you know, you might not even think, oh, I don't and, have trauma, but right. it's a little tiny just like, instance that happens. And, like, sex is the way that you... Feel powerful. Something feel... happened maybe in a relationship where... Sex was your confidence. Sex was your satisfaction. Yeah. Sex was your validation. Right. And now you're maybe even using it. That past experience of validation you know, in the of bedroom. Like, okay, well, maybe we don't get along now. here. And when we Netflix, Netflix but come with me in the bedroom, and I'll feel good because now yeah, we're now on I the can same show page. you that we are on the same page. Yes. You know. Okay. And it's like, that's awesome if you're open to, quote, fuck buddy, yep. like energy. But if you're seeking more than that, is is that really even healthy for right. you, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can have great sex. I mean, I can speak from experience. I've had great, amazing sex with someone, and outside of the bedroom it was like, are you even emotionally stable? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh-huh. Or what, you yep. know? And I had to completely step away, even though I enjoyed the sex a lot. I had to just yeah. say, wait a minute, this isn't even healthy. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what I might say with that particular question. Okay. Amazing. I'm I'm just gonna keep going because cool. these are laser. Let's do it. So we'll do the last one um, that we're gonna address today, and this is question from a listener. How would you go about opening up the conversation about polyamory? Mm-hmm. In so I think how this is saying is, let's say I'm in a long-term monogamous relationship, but I might want to open up our relationship to thirds or do something yeah. more polyamorous. How do I start that conversation if I've been in this long-term agreed-upon monogamous situation? Right. I have been here also. Perfect. That's I, why you're on this podcast. <laughs> I love the concept of polyamory. There's a lot to dig into there. That this podcast in itself, honestly. Yep, sure is. Um, it just it's like oftentimes coined as more like a sexual endeavor when really polyamory means multiple love which is basically redefining love around the fact that we can just express and have feelings for more than one person at a time that's all it is just think of like a mother who has two children they don't love one more than the other they love them the same so that's basically what polyamory is uh diving into is whoa i have felt love for more than one person at a time let's call it polyamory and now it's just like this whole like trend where people think it's just about sex so my question to that um, questioner is, Is are you opening up the relationship for sexual needs or emotional needs or both? That's a huge mm. question to be asked, first of all, because um, then I would say if, if it's emotional, I might ask, are your needs even being met in your primary relationship? And if not, why would you choose to stay there? Like, there's work that needs to be done there. Is what right. I'm, trying to say. I'm not saying leave it. I'm just saying... That is more maybe what you should be focused on versus adding someone else is, right. is are my needs even being met in my primary? And if they're not, would I not want to first get those needs met? Men and then repair that. And then see how the sex is with them. Exactly. <laughs> before yep. I seek yep. it out elsewhere. Um, then if that's not the case and you just are, you're totally solid in your primary, yep. you're feeling totally safe with them. Right. Because I've been, this is where I was, totally loving my situation. Um, love the human being, wanted to be with them, but maybe my sexual needs honestly weren't being met. Right. And I also wanted him, because I was more sexually explorative, to be feel free for sexual exploration because I felt that if he had more sexual exploration, exploration in his life, that he would be able to meet more of my needs. Okay. So I wanted him to feel safe to explore, and I wanted to feel safe to explore. And is it almost like a release of pressure for him if you're able to go elsewhere and explore these maybe things that are a little much for him to handle in the bedroom? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm more open and have been in more uh, poly-concepted relationships. He wasn't. Okay. And I felt 
almost fear around opening it up, just like this question. Right. I didn't want him to feel that I was totally unsatisfied, that I needed someone else, that it was all about sex and that it was all about that he was failing me. So I wanted to basically share with him the way that I went about it was... I was honest and saying, you know, I really also like women. It's a it's something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like I'm bisexual and I enjoy women attention and affection and um like how does that make you feel? You know, yeah. is that threatening for you or does that feel sexy for you? Okay. You know, just seeing how I felt with that because it's not necessarily that I needed to be with a male to to, to fulfill my uh sexual right. needs that weren't being met. Um it was more just, I was ready for more exploration. That was so it, it almost sounds like the first question you asked wasn't, hey, I want to go outside the relationship, are you down? But yeah. more about him, like, yeah. hey, what do you think about me being with another woman? Yeah, like, cu- like, curiosity make, again, again feels yeah. like, yeah. Is it, it, does it make you feel insecure or intimidated when I say this? Or does it make you feel, ooh, I really want to see you make out with someone? Yes. <laughs> you know, something yes. like that. And I start with saying a woman, well, woman, because... Like, obviously, that's usually less intimidating for a man versus, like, another man. Like, if I was to say, I really want to have sex and make out with another man, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel turned on? Or, like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You know? So, I didn't even start with a male because I wasn't particularly looking for another male. I was just looking for sexual adventure. Yes. And and just more, more sexual adventure there. So, I started with just sharing, like, how does it make you feel? And the person did share with me that they'd never had, like a threesome they've never had things like this mm-hmm. and I was like would that is that something you feel comfortable with and they said yes I would feel comfortable with that um and then I shared well personally I wouldn't feel comfortable with just seeking out a third person that was totally just for sexual reasons I like mm. want to feel connected to the person and okay. I would also want you to feel attracted to the person yeah and so it just opened that conversation right up. now you both get to say okay yeah. what what would this mean for me what, what do I need like if I was you? gonna do this what would yeah. it feel like okay and then you could just go into the conversation of so I could just say for me like it could say you know um so if that were to happen would penetration feel safe for you with another mm, woman, like mm-hmm. all three of us? Would it feel safe for me, you know, yeah. um, and et cetera. And I've had a bunch of situations where I could have trauma around that, um, you know, but I have also, I, you know, when you're really connected with someone, things like penetration aren't as hardcore as it seems like, oh, how dare you put your penis inside another woman? Like, it's really just pleasure exchange. It isn't right. about, like, you betrayed me or something like that. Taking things personally. Again. Taking things yep. personally. Yep. One of the four agreements. And so I feel that it just opened that door up. And although it never happened with that partner, it allowed safety there. And it allowed mm-hmm. us to open up. And... Um, and basically just making, again, like you said, becoming curious with the person and just having them express, how would, how would you feel in this situation? Right. How would I Getting feel lay of the land. in that situation? Yeah, you know? totally. How would it feel? What would you think? If we, and, then, and then posing for me, it's something I like to do stuff like, if we went out tonight and we went to this show and there was like this gorgeous girl that I found really attractive and... Um, and I pointed her out to you, and you also thought she was attractive. Would you feel safe and comfortable if I went up to her and flirted with her? Mm. How would that feel for you? And just seeing... Wow, just, I love this. Just playing out the scenarios yeah. before just, like, jumping in. Hey, yeah. someone's on their way over. You know, right. it's yeah. just, like, let's just breach the subject and just play out scenarios and yeah. see how you react and how I react. And, like... And then he might say, wow, if that happened, I would feel really, really challenged and, like, I don't, care what, and I don't care what gender it is. I would feel challenged and that doesn't feel safe for me. Right. Then I'd know. I'm like, okay. Yep. But he might be, like, that would feel really sexy to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because the other part of it is it, I'm not going up to the girl and I'm saying, I'm single, what's up, take me home. Exactly. I would say, if there was a flow there, I would say... I'm actually with a partner. He's right over there. I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, we find you really attractive. And, like, yep. do you want to get a drink? Like, come over here. Like, mm-hmm. let me introduce you to my, you know, let me introduce you to him and see how it goes. Yeah. Honoring that third person just as much as you're honoring your partner. Right. Um, right. That's huge. Um. So it really just, I think it just is, like we were saying, like, playing with scenarios, playing mm-hmm. with how would you feel if. Yep. And then taking them to a place where it could happen. 
Totally. You know? I love when you made it real life. Like, what if we go out to a show? Like, something yeah. that's realistic. Exactly. And then this happened. How would that make you feel? And just, mm-hmm. like, put it into real life scenarios. Stop basically making it so complex and, like, fantasy and realizing that it all is super attainable and accessible. Mm. And then you can just make it, like... No, truly. Like, if he said, like, damn, that really does turn me on, you could say, well, let's go out tonight and, like, let's just play with this. Right. You don't have to do anything. But just your openness to it mm-hmm. makes it more real and more accessible to everyone. Yes. And then it becomes more of, like, a playful, like, damn, we really could go home with someone tonight. Yes. Even if it doesn't happen. He is now open to the reality of, like, wow, I could have my first threesome ever. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be able to if my partner wasn't so open to having this discussion with me. Right. Everyone's feeling respected. Everyone's feeling safe. I feel like that's a key. That's in key. open. Yes. Making sure everyone involved feels respected, safe, considered. And radical honesty. Yes. That's the number one thing with polyamory. Anything open is if you can't be radically honest about every single part of every single uh, dynamic between partners, you're doing polyamory wrong. Mm. Polyamory thrives mm. on radical honesty. And as soon as it doesn't, it's just you being cheater (laughs) (laughs) you being like you know kind of shady and stamping on top of it and that's why right and i think that is a thing yeah Yeah. because i think there are instances where basically polyamory is a stamp no i'm just polyamorous and it's like okay this is not what polyamory is about not at all yeah yeah um i definitely feel like a whole episode and i'll reach out to you you all my tribe if this is a topic of interest because i know noelle could definitely talk about this and it could even be fun to get another one of our friends in here and have like a little panel on it just to get some different views but um Mm -hmm. okay so we'll leave We'll leave it at that for now. Um, man, we could literally talk here all day. <laughs> I'm like, do we have anything to do tomorrow? <laughs> Go all fucking day. Um, so I want to just have you let my listeners know where they can find you, reach out to you, or if they just want to stalk you a little bit, learn more about you, totally. um, give them a few resources. Okay, great. And I'll put these all in the episode description. So if you're driving right now, you can go there and find all these links and stuff. Awesome. So you can find me on Instagram at Mama Noli. You should spell that. So Mama, M-A-M-A, and Noli, N-O-L-E-Y. So find me on Instagram. I post a lot of health, wellness, life purpose, Mm -hmm. conscious kitchen, which is my business I was telling you about earlier. And just overall... you know it's so good you guys follow her on instagram <laughs> follow her on instagram just general guidance, daily inspiration a lot of travel um stuff i am an avid traveler as well she's been to 28 countries no big deal. <laughs> trying to do 30 countries before i turn 30 so we're, <laughs> we're getting there um you can also follow me on facebook which is where i am i i would say i, I have a lot of my external outlets i do mm-hmm. a lot of live videos on there yep. um so find me there uh at facebook.com slash noelle.angelina so noelle is n-o-e-l-l-e dot angelina a-n-g-e-l-i-n-a and again I'll, I'll link this in the description for you guys if you aren't on social media and you want to just contact me directly you can go ahead and get at me um, my yoga and meditation business is emotive yoga so emotive just meaning invoking emotion so mm. emotive e-m-o-t Emotive. I-V-E. I-V-E. Yoga at gmail.com. And um, yeah, just you can DM me anywhere and I will be happy to connect with you. Yay! <laughs> Super Thank yay. You so much oh for doing gosh. this. I'm so excited for this episode out there. This is so fucking juicy. Yeah. I know everyone needs to hear this conversation. <laughs> so thank you. Oh my god. Love you. <laughs> Can't yay. wait for more. More to come. <laughs> if you guys love this and you want to hear Noel again, I already know you do. Just let me know. Send us your questions. Yeah, send us your questions, send us your comments. We want to hear everything you guys think. So we love you. Bye. This has been part two to my amazing, incredible, juicy conversation with Noelle around sensuality and sexuality with your partner and communication and getting your desires and fantasies met as well as your partner's. There's just so much in here. If you are listening to this and you haven't heard part one, Please go back to next week, last week's episode and listen to part one of this interview. 
Um, I broke it up because it, it did go kind of long, so I wanted to make it more digestible. But here we are. Um, I'd say some big themes I'm pulling away are, number one, just remaining curious and having curiosity not only about your partner and their desires, but your own. And what turns you on and what works for you and what works for you too as a unit. Um, Just curiosity is what I felt through a lot of what Noelle had to share. And of course, communication. Just really the power of starting this conversation. And, you know, it may feel uncomfortable to start, but the more you talk about it, the less uncomfortable it becomes. So just being able to kind of start that conversation. And maybe that means you need support. You might depend, you know, based on your background and history on your own and with your partner, depending what's there, this could be harder for you or you too. So you might need outside help, whether that be, you know, a really good friend or a coach or a therapist, couples counselor, something like that. Yeah, so this week I'm going to leave you with a call to action and that is to start this conversation with your partner. You've now heard the full interview. You've gotten lots of tips. Um, if if this isn't a conversation with your partner, my my call to action is for you to start it. And that could be as simple as Hey, honey, I don't even really know where this conversation is going to go or exactly how to start it, but I want to start talking about sex with you and not just sex, but desire and pleasure and, you know, your pleasure and my pleasure. Um, I want to go there. Are you open to that? It could be really simple. If you're single, then my call to action to you is to literally just start this conversation with yourself tune into yourself and your needs and your desires and ask yourself how would I go about approaching a partner if I had one right now how would I start that conversation I want you guys to go here you know you just listened to this episode possibly you just listened to both parts or you just listened to part two And so maybe you're kind of amped or or excited about this. So I want you to use that motivation now and start the conversation. And if you need support or, you know, you just want to share an experience or connect with other people on this, go head on over to my epic Facebook tribe. It's called Relationships 101. And it's an amazing community of people that are there to lovingly support and challenge and inspire one another. And it's a space where you can come bring your relationship, either challenges or inspiring shares or just experiences. I post in there regularly. I post videos. I do lives in there. Um, sometimes just articles or, you know, little things that I think are cool to share. But Yeah, head on over there. I'll put the link in the show description so you'll see it underneath Noelle's information. There'll just be a link you can click to join my Facebook group. Just have to answer a few questions and I'll I'll let you in. All right. Well, thank you for being here and for showing up and for electing to take responsibility and do more in your relationship life. It's really fucking inspiring to witness that in you so thank you I love you guys I appreciate you so much if you feel called drop me a review or a rating in the podcast app or just send me a message on Instagram telling me that you love the podcast it's really meaningful to me to get those messages so if you feel called I'll be there and otherwise I will catch you in the next episode